Hello, everybody. What's new with you today? What's new with your car? Is your car running okay? Do you get in your car very often? Do you like cars? Do you not really care about cars? I myself don't really care about cars. Never did. Don't even notice them. I could be driving the same car for six years. I wouldn't even know what kind it is. I, I tr It's weird. It's like there's a part of my brain that just doesn't doesn't uh, accept car information. Uh, how about your indoor plants? How are those doing? Do you keep any? Are you scared of it? I'll be honest with you, my indoor plant situation is going great, but as the Washington weather is turning fall-like, pretty, and it gets dark at like 4 p.m., I'm pretty sure that these guys are gonna struggle. It's been a really nice <laughs> spring and summer for my indoor plants, but that's gonna crash and burn here real soon. Um, how are you handling life right now? Would you give yourself an A or an F? Let me know. Uh, would you consider your life to be successful? Yes or no? Do you find your own life inspiring? I don't mean you are inspired. Like I'm inspired by my life and my home life and my stuff and my cat and my relationships and all. I'm very inspired by it all right now. So that feels good. Uh, who inspires you? Is there somebody who inspires you the most? Um, mine is Lady Gaga. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about Lady Gaga. Mine is really Christina Aguilera. Uh, who distresses you? Who is it that distresses you the most? I guess just hit me up with your answers to these questions or anything else you'd like to share about life in general. I would recommend doing this in the comments section of Instagram. I don't love DMs. I don't love to communicate very much. Um... <laughs> Privately, I do love to communicate, but do I like to do a back and forth? It's hard for me. In fact, I have something to bring up in this same, uh, with, within this same subject. I was just going through, I was just trying to do some tasks. Sorry, I'm not speaking very fluidly today. I, I think because I'm pulled in a million different directions at the moment, but I want to talk about emails and communication in general because... I'm not going to lie. I am realizing I really suck at it. And, you know, there are people in the world, if they heard me say that, they'd be like, duh, you're horrible at it. But I had a slight realization that I'm hoping will help me be better about specifically email uh, communication and back and forth. But the sad part is about this realization, which I'm going to tell you in a minute, is that I've had this same exact realization so many times in the past, and apparently it does me no good. Even though when I discover this, I always think, okay, now I've solved it. But then I go right back into procrastinating on emails and communication with people. And a lot of times this is a communication with really important people to me. Um, and then when I wait so long to respond, I, I'm then just too scared to respond at all because I'm like, well, they probably hate me. So I guess this is over. Um, but today, when I was, a, I logged into my email and did one email that I really had to do. And then I saw some other emails that had come in today. And I'm like, this is always the debate where I, I, don't, I don't like to be on, in, on my computer or in my emails for any longer than like 20 minutes tops. It just makes me, I mean, first of all, it makes sense because what I do is I make things. And when I'm on my computer, I'm not making things. And it makes me mad and upset. So I'm trying to get in and out of there as quickly as I can, but then I see, okay, more emails are coming back or someone responded to me again after I finally responded to them and then I've got to respond again. And I'm like, well, I just waited three weeks to respond to that one. 
And now uh, it's just very complicated. It feels very complicated. And then uh, what happened today was when I, I almost clicked exit out of my email program. And then I didn't because I'm like, you know what? What if I just did these right now? I'm already sitting here. My computer's open. Let's just do them. Just do it. Like, is it all back to the Nike slogan, just do it? Because that seems to be a good slogan. That really does work. And so I decided to just do it. And I responded to the other three emails and I felt good. But, you know, that was another 10, 15 minutes on the computer. But what's the big deal? I mean, it's my life. Well, the big deal is I'm exhausted physically and I have about a zillion things I'd like to do every day. But I have to do it. anyway. You guys get the picture, right? How do you manage this? How how do normal people who don't have this problem, who just have the ability, yeah, I got to do my emails. Like that's the thing I guess I realized where I thought this should be just really cut and dry. Just respond to the emails, Robin. Just respond to them and get off of there, and then close out. I mean, I'm pretty good about only getting in my email once a day. I I, I have learned that and. Um, but I just put a lot of pressure on myself to like write the best email of all time or respond the most thoroughly or whatever. I, I can never just do these things. It's always uh, this cycle of struggle, um, beating myself up. So self-hatred and feeling like I'm not going to do a good job. And then the perfectionism comes into play with every goddamn email I try to do. So I don't know. I'm sure I just sound like a total mess, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, I hope I don't. I hope this is just one major issue. And I'm not even going to get into the phone calls and text messaging and everything else. I mean, direct messages, which I rarely open unless I already know you. And so, you know, that, that's all very hard, too. I remember this being a problem when there all of a sudden was voicemail on cell phones. And I'm like, I cannot deal with having an email voicemail on my cell phone and an answering machine. And that, that felt like the end of the world to me. So you can imagine how I feel now where there's Facebook Messenger, Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, email, text, FaceTime, uh, phone calls, whatever. I mean, to me, I, I don't want any of it. Like I, I actually just want to, I think at this point I would just rather be a complete mad woman and just not, not do anything. In fact, I never, I do, this is another thing about me. I never want to do anything. I mean, just the prospect of anything happening that doesn't involve me being at home, being comfortable, being cozy, making art, eating my comfortable foods, reading my comfortable books, watching my comfortable shows, anything outside of that makes me want to just like throw up or die. I mean, and nowadays it's only really, should I actually go to the store or should I order from Instacart or whatever it is? And even that, going to the store, I tend to just, when I do go to the store, I drive home and I just cry. Because I just do. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so sad all the time when I go out into the world. So, um, I mean, but prior to COVID, like you could ask me, hey, Robin, free vacation to the Alps. Do you want to go? Uh, no, I really don't. Thank you so much for asking. Hey, Robin, we're going to head on over to the new sandwich place that has all your favorite sandwiches that opened up. Uh, just the other day, and it's going to be free. You want to join? No, I really don't. I got bread at home, guys. Uh, hey, Robin, Elvis, Buddy Holly, Rihanna, Madonna, Marilyn Manson, Wu-Tang Clan, Michael Jackson, they're all performing 
at that little park down the street from your house this afternoon. And it's free also. And there's only going to be 10 people there. Do you want to go? Um, God, it sounds so up my alley, except the Marilyn Manson thing. Uh, but you know, I'm just not going to be able to make it guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, is this just who I am? I remember going through this with a therapist in the past. And this is basically what I came to the table with is I'm like, I'm just really concerned about how, how I'm not interested in doing anything really. And that I'm so content just at home all the time. And I remember this therapist finally making me real. She's like, who's coming to you with, as this is a problem for them. And I couldn't think of anybody. I'm like, no, I mean, I don't think anybody's, you know, uh, ostracizing me or telling me I'm a maniac or a jerk or anything. And so she helped me realize, well, then it's no big deal. She's like, you're just somebody who likes solitude. Is that so bad? So she had me like redefine myself as not a weirdo who doesn't like to do anything, but a person who enjoys solitude a great deal and values it above pretty much anything else. So I guess I just did my little therapy for myself right now. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Um, no, I'm going to be reading to you guys. And in fact, that little talk just helped me realize what I wanted to read to you because I had three different books here that I narrowed it down to, but I've been wanting to show you guys this book and I don't think I've read it to you because I got it right before COVID hit. I got it when Damien and I were traveling for his tour in Europe and we landed in Amsterdam a little early just to enjoy ourselves and go to the museums and wander around a bit. And one day he had an interview back at the hotel that he had to do. And so I wandered and I just walked by the store and I didn't even see the name of the shop, It, but it looked really beautifully laid out and it had tons. It was a bookshop from what I could tell. So I looked at the door and it's open to the public because it looked a little bit fancy, fancier than a bookstore too. At the same time, I wasn't sure what was going on. And I walked in and it was called the School of Life. And that's the name of the place. And I was like, well, this sounds awesome. Uh, let's see what's happening. And there were a lot of books, but there were other things in there too. And there's a little cafe and it just was, it was just so up my alley immediately. And then I got to the bottom of it and a school, the school of life is, I'll read directly what it is. It's an organization dedicated to making sense of our emotional lives, offers us a complete vocabulary with which to understand some of our key emotional states and ideas to express them succinctly and successfully in the world um, or to the world. And uh, let me read you guys and other books because I'm going to be reading from the School of Life Dictionary, which is the language of emotional intelligence and anything that says anything about emotional intelligence, I'm immediately a fan of. Um, but here's some other School of Life book titles. How to Overcome Your Childhood, How to Think More Effectively, a whole book on confidence, Big Ideas for Curious Minds, Self-Knowledge, How to Find Love, How to Deal with Adversity, How to Stay Sane, uh, How to Worry Less About Money, On Being Nice, Things to Never Tell Children. That sounds interesting. Anyway, you get the idea. And also when I read the description, it sounded like I was reading to you about some cult. And it's not a cult. It's just a group formed by a bunch of writers and avid readers. And I, okay, I've got a sunshine right in my eye. I'm going to hit pause. I'll be right back. That damn sun got right in my eye. How dare it? 
<laughs> no, but it was a, oh, nice and overcast and cold. So cold that I have a sweater on, which I love, by the way. First day, hey, welcome to fall, everybody. My favorite season and probably yours too. Um, anyway, so back to the School of Life. I was just thinking it sounded like a cult when I read it to you, probably because we're all watching The Vow. A lot of people are anyway. And um, yeah, so, you know, any sort of self-improvement can sound like a, a cult, but it's not. And so my discussion, anyway, this is written just like a dictionary and there are all sorts of categories. Let's see if I can, I'll just pick a few. So um, let me pick some pages. Um, genius, getting an early night, emotional skepticism, emotional translation, culture can replace scripture, crushes, crying with art, consolation, cheerful despair, the sublime, specialization, spitting, spitting? Oh, splitting and integration. I wouldn't put it past them to have something called spinning. Um, sex and love, sentimentality, seduction, saints, sane insanity. So you get the idea. Really interesting writing under each category. And when I was talking to you guys about how I've had this discovery about just do it when it comes to emails over and over and over. And my stupid brain is like a wall about this. And instead of just, you know, it being very normal, like, okay, I'm just going to log in, email people, get out, have my day and not stress about it 24 hours a day. Um, I continue to do the same aggravating, unnecessary stressing and worrying about it rather than uh, paying attention to my discovery every time when I have to just do it and get out. Well, anyway, I learned this word from this book, acrasia, and that's exactly what I was just describing. So let me read. I think you guys will find this interesting. I hope I didn't already do this. Did I already read this to you guys? <laughs> if so... Uh, oh, well. All right. So acrasia. Here we go. This is the one I'm going to read from the School of Life Dictionary. And I'll put a link to their website where you can find this. I think you guys would all like this. All right. A central problem of our minds is that we know so much in theory about how we should behave, but engage so little with our knowledge in our day-to-day -day conduct. We know in theory about not eating too much, being kind, getting to bed early, focusing on our opportunities before it's too late showing charity and remembering to be grateful. Yet in practice, our wise ideas have a notoriously weak ability to motivate our actual behavior. Our knowledge is embedded within us and yet is ineffective for us. The ancient Greeks were unusually alert to this phenomenon and gave it a helpfully resonant name, acrasia, commonly translated as weakness of will. It is, because of, it is because of acrasia, they proposed, that we have such a tragic proclivity for knowing what to do, but not acting upon our own best principles. I mean, you guys, that alone, that sums up human beings to me, right? We have such a tragic proclivity for knowing what to do, but not acting upon our own best principles. Hello, am I alone here or does that just sum up your life? All right, anyway, there are two central solutions to acrasia located in two unexpected quarters, art and ritual. The real purpose of art, which includes novels, films, and songs, as well as photos, paintings, and works of design and architecture. Um, thanks a lot, guys, for not mentioning drawing, bitches. All right, is to give sensuous and emotional luster to a range of ideas that are most important to us, but that are also most under threat in the conditions of everyday life. 
Art shouldn't be a matter of introducing us to or challenging us with a stream of new ideas, so much as about lending the good ideas we already have compelling forms so that they can be, so sorry, so that they can more readily weigh upon our behavior. A euphoric song should activate the reserves of tenderness and sympathy in which we already believe in theory. A novel should move us to the forgiveness in which we already invested at an intellectual level. Art should help us feel and then act upon the truths we already know. Ritual is the second defense we have against acrasia. By ritual, we mean the structured, often highly seductive or aesthetic repetition of a thought or an action with a view to making it at once convincing and habitual. Ritual rejects the notion that it can never be sufficient to teach anything important once. An optimistic delusion by which the modern education system has been fatefully marked once might be enough to get us to admit an idea is right, but is nothing like nothing like enough to convince us it should be acted upon. Our brains are leaky and under pressure of any kind readily revert to customary patterns of thought and feeling. Ritual trains, ritual trains our cognitive muscles. It makes a sequence of appointments in our diaries to refresh our acquaintance with our most important ideas. Our current culture tends to see ritual mainly as an antiquated infringement of individual freedom, a bossy command to turn our thoughts in particular, direction, in particular directions at specific times. But the defenders of ri ritual would see it another way. We aren't being told to think of something we don't agree with. We are being returned with grace to what we always believed at heart. We are being tugged by a collective force back to a more loyal and authentic version of ourselves. I really like this. I hope I'm not boring you guys. Uh, let me keep going. We got two more paragraphs. The greatest human inst institutions that have tried to address the problem of acrasia have been religious. Religions have wanted to do something much more serious than simply promote abstract ideas. They have wanted to get people to behave in line with those ideas, which is a very different thing. They didn't just want people to think that kindness or forgiveness were nice, which we generally do already. They wanted us to be kind or forgiving most days of the year. They invented a host of ingenious mechanisms for mobilizing the will, which is why across much of the world, the finest art and buildings, the most seductive music, the most impressive and moving rituals have all been religious. Religion is a vast machine for addressing the problem of acrasia. This has been presented a conundrum this has presented a conundrum for more secular era. Bad secularism sorry, bad secularization has lumped together religious superstition and religion's anti-acrasia strategies. It has rejected both the supernatural ideas of the faiths and their wise attitudes to the motivational roles of art and ritual. A more discerning form of secularization makes a major distinction between, on the one hand, religion as a set of speculative claims about God and the afterlife, and, on the other hand, the always valid ambition to improve our social and psychological lives by combating our notoriously weak wills. Almost over. The challenge for the secular world is now to redevelop its own versions of purposeful art and ritual so that we will cease so regularly to ignore our real commitments and might henceforth not only believe wise things, but also 
on a day-to-day -day basis have a slightly higher chance of enacting wisdom in our lives. So yeah, the enacting, this makes sense to me. This helps me every time I read it. And I'm sorry I read it so poorly to you all, but it's a, it's a mouthful for sure. Uh, it's funny, I realized since I normally read you guys poetry, this is a whole different thing to try to read, <laughs> to try to read something like that all of a sudden. It wasn't that easy. But yeah, you guys, I'm so all about this. Um, I don't know, maybe I should read another. No, it, this is getting long, but I might do a bonus episode, episode this week uh, <laughs> on another one. Just randomly pick a page because there's just so many good ones in here. But I really recommend you guys checking out The School of Life um, and seeing what you think about it. There's so many great books. And if you, you guys know this about me, right? Anybody who listens, I love any self-help. All I think about is improving myself. I mean, to a fault. And at a certain point, I think I've taken it too far. I know I have. Uh, I just, because I'll tell you this, I'm never satisfied with where I am. And it can be in any various way. Like if I solve one issue, let's, let's say, which I haven't. Let's say I solve my inability to want to be physically active. Let's say that's solved and I'm just so solid and I'm just exercising regularly and I feel good and healthy. Well, since I have that done, I'll start nitpicking something else about me. If anybody has any advice about this, then let me know. Because it actually plagues me 24-7. And I believe it's why I don't sleep properly. I believe why it's, it's why I'm stunted as far as the physical health do, does go. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I just love self-help. I love to try to improve myself. But... When am I ever, I mean, I know you're not ever going to feel in life like done, I'm solved, I'm awesome, that's it. But I'd like to feel that just a little bit. That would be really nice. Um, all right, you guys, let's see. I, what are some of my announcements? My shop that I've been telling you guys about will be opening in November. If you want to be added to the mailing list, reach out to me at mereadingstuff at iCloud.com. Um, if you're wondering what's going to be in it, I've, I've got some small books. Some are going to be handmade, hand-drawn, and others are going to be printed. Uh, obviously, the printed ones will be less expensive than the hand-drawn ones. There's going to be stickers. If you guys haven't seen my new stickers, I've got a lot of stickers with my drawings on it. Um, there might be a Me Reading Stuff sticker, too. Stay tuned. A lot of handmade stuff by me. Tons of stuff. Mobiles, blankets, bags, so yeah, just reach out. I'll put you on the list. My show is still up at Inman Gallery in Houston, and there's a viewing room online that you can look at. I'm still very excited about the, the cloud drawings that are in the show. I got to do a couple of um, sort of lecture type things this week, uh, and it was so nice to get to do that. And um, yeah, I got to do one, by the way. I want you guys to look it up and look up the artist who has a show in the main space of the gallery right now, Angela Fraley, I know her as Angie because I've known her a long time. She's my friend and she's somebody I look up to and admire so much, not only as an artist, but as a person. And her show is just outrageous. I think it's her best work yet. It's so funny because Angie and I, our work is almost like exact opposite and exact the same. And I see if you guys, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but get on there and see what you guys think. I think you'd fall. Oh, and she did this also around this time, did a series of watercolors of women reading. So it's like Octavia Butler reading. There's even one of me reading, which I didn't even know. And I thought she was just joking when she told me that once. And I was like, 
whoa. And then I was just shown that it was real. There's one of me reading. It's the photo of me from the me reading stuff <laughs> um, logo or whatever. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so honored and excited. I've never had anything like that happen to me before. So anyway, she's wonderful. Very, very, very intelligent, intimidatingly so. So anyway, check that out too. I'm going to put a link to everything I'm mentioning in the description of this podcast. And I think that should be it. I've talked your ears off. Um, I hope this wasn't boring. I still fear being boring every single time I talk. Be good to yourselves. Be good to others. Forgive yourself. Don't worry too much about anything. And life goes on and on and on. That's a magnetic fields quote. I'm Robin. I love you guys very much. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm back. I know this is weird and sort of creepy when I come back in here after the outro music, but I just wanted to make a point. So I I was sort of fearing that this episode was way too boring to post and, and weird and I didn't read well and blah, 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 blah. And then I realized, no, this is the thing. And this is what kept me from recording every week in the last, you know, half a year when I wasn't as regular about this. And today's Thursday, and I've promised I'm going to do this every single Thursday. And when I say that, I want to make sure I'm telling you and telling me, most importantly, that that's it's okay if these suck. And by the way, it's okay if anything you do sucks. And so if these episodes aren't good, or if last week's was better than this week's, I really shouldn't care. The point is, I want to share things. This is like show and tell. I want to share and I want to communicate with you guys, specifically. And so this might not be that good, but I'm going to post it anyway, and I'm going to do that every Thursday. So I guess this is just my sort of qualification saying, you know what? I know that I'm not always on and that I'm not always like, you know, funny or I'm not always engaging or interesting, but I'm not doing this to be those things, you know, and I need to remind myself of that. And if this helps you guys with anything else you're struggling with, because when I think about that, I mean, I'm able to do that with my drawings in my, in my, you know, career. I, I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm, I'm just doing it for a million other reasons that are all about me. And uh, I have the confidence in myself to just do it. And if I fail, I fail, but that doesn't make me feel any worse um, about who I am as an artist. So I want to approach everything that way because it seems to have been mildly successful in my art life. So I might as well do that you know, here and everywhere. So anyway, just wanted to talk that out with you guys. Now I'm really going and um, I love royalty free music still and I still love French fries. Okay, goodbye.